At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. And once again, Jason, the super producer, is still on sick leave. You know, he is getting better, though. And like always, he says, tell everybody he's uh, he's thinking he can't he's counting down the days. He can't wait to get back on the show. Um, in fact, he's texting me right now about some uh, show stuff. So uh, hopefully and within the next couple of weeks, he will make his triumphant return. Um, in the meantime, um, I want to give a shout out to our uh, uh, our good buddy, Phil Garrett, who is uh, stepping up and doing some behind the scenes work for the show. Um, finally got our theme music back in um, and cleaning up some of the audio. So Phil has uh, stepped up and been huge. Um, and going forward, uh, I think we'll uh, we'll be able to do some pretty cool things. Phil has a lot of experience in the film um, and entertainment business, so uh, we might have some really cool things coming. Thanks to Phil. So um, I also want to remind everybody that if you have an experience that you'd like to share with us, uh, you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages, the From the Shadows podcast page, or the After the Shadows forum page. You can find me on Instagram at Shane Grove Author or the From the Shadows podcast uh, Instagram page. Sorry about that. Or you can email us on um, our website, the From the Shadows podcast, which are which today's guest did, but it fell through the cracks because as I'm texting with Jason right now, he has not checked that email address for a little bit since he's been sick, which is understandably so. So. If uh, if you have um, emailed us um, and you haven't heard from us, that's why. So we're going to work on um, work on catching up with that now that Jason is feeling a lot better. And then I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, all of our European listeners um, um, because I was a co-writer on a song that got released in Norway a couple weeks ago called Diamond in the Rough by the country singer Caitlin Palm. And uh, I can see that that quite a few 
I know it has to be some of our listeners checking out that song that follow us on social media. Um, I can see where the stuff's been streaming from. And, uh, you know, I know if somebody's streaming uh, Diamond in the Rough from Slovenia, it's because they heard it on the show, probably not because they know who Caitlin is in Norway. But I could be wrong, but I appreciate it. Caitlin appreciated the song's doing really well. And, uh, you know, hey, if you haven't checked it out, go find it on Spotify or any of the streaming services and uh, show Caitlin some support. You know, she's an independent country artist and it's it's tough out there. So but back to our guest who better uh, better late than never um, is coming to us uh, via social media because I think he got tired of waiting to see if we return an email. So uh, welcome to the show, Gary. Uh, welcome uh, to the From the Shadows podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, don't worry about the delay. I, I knew what was going on, so I just <laughs> wanted to double check my uh, my sources and make sure that uh, something get, didn't get too far lost in there. <laughs> well, I appreciate your patience, and um, uh, you know, I'm glad you reached out, uh, especially after talking to you. I think you have some really cool stuff to share with uh, with our listeners. And um, let's just uh, let's just get into it. You know, okay. tell us. Tell us where you, you know, the time frame, the part of the country, and just some of the events that you experienced uh, as a as a younger man. Sure. Uh, well, one of the things, I, I, if you'll give me a, a second to, to uh, pause for a second. So I really get, I appreciate you guys doing this podcast. It's been really fun listening to it. Um, the, the, the Wednesday Howlers have been great. Um, I've been listening for about four months now, as far as I kind of went back and, and started finding you guys. And so what I do is uh, I do some corporate training uh, across uh, the, the, where I'm at, and I go to different locations and I do different types of training. And some of the, the places I go to, they're doing really well, and I don't really have to do a whole lot. So uh, I generally come in and I tell them, like, hey, how's my second favorite facility doing? And they'll, they'll groan because they're like, you know, well, what's the number one facility? So, uh, But for me, that's, that's my challenge, and they, they want to know what the number one people are doing. I said, well, I don't want you to be the number one. I want you to be you. Uh, I just want you to be better. So for you, you're my second favorite podcast, right? So <laughs> so you want us to be better? Oh, my gosh. That is a ch- <laughs> Hey, look, I'll take number – surprise. I'll take being number two. There you go. Right. But, but, don't, <laughs> but I don't, don't, don't be the number one because I don't want you to imitate them. I want you to guys keep being you. And uh, just I, I just encourage you to just keep going. Just keep going uh, and keep doing what you do and just uh, be the great – you are what you are type of thing. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's always hey, my Gary, Gary, I pre hey, I listen, me and Jason and the judge and the howler, we all appreciate that because um as you know, as in business, it's 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 tough. You know, you you, you try to do the best you can do and you're gonna have your critics and you're gonna have your uh fans and we appreciate the fans and we you know, sometimes there's no pleasing the critics, but uh, we know we know we do the best we can and try to uh, put out the best show for you know. There's people that love the way we do our thing. You know? Oh yeah, I love it. So. Yeah, I love it too. I love it too. Uh, and my favorite episode is um, I forget her name, the the cleaning lady. I want to say she was in the Northeast somewhere. Uh, she cleaned office space. Oh, M. Yes, M. That was and, that uh, was by far my favorite uh, episode. Uh, it was it was just great. Yes, M M was a fantastic guest, and um, 
you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to bring the uh, podcast down, but, uh, you know, M got COVID and it kind of did to her what, uh, um, some other people we know, it kind of really affected her physically. Mm-hmm. And, um, the last time I spoke to her last July, um, she, she wasn't sure she was gonna, she was gonna make it much longer. And, uh, which was a real shock to us. Um, and I have not heard from her since. So I'm hoping M is still alive and kicking and with us. And, um, you know, and M, if you, if you do listen, Hey, get, shoot me a text. Okay. I want to hear from you. And, you know, so, but everybody, um, you know, knew at the time she was going through some health issues and a lot of people from the podcast family kind of stepped up and, uh, donated some some stuff for her care yeah um so yeah she was great i mean she blew me away and if anybody's a new listener and hasn't heard that that was i think the halloween episode um like 2020 maybe i mean it's been it's been a while but uh um yeah when she told me some of those stories uh the first time before she came on i was uh those are some of the best ghost stories I've ever heard. <laughs> they were. And she was just like, this is, and and part of my story is, is kind of like hers in a little bit. Uh, it's just kind of life. Uh, you know, it just kind of sort of these things happen. You're like, all right, well, that was kind of odd, but uh, now we got to go eat, right? That type of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, she was an amazing lady. She, she is an amazing lady. I will speak about her in the present tense and hopefully that she's uh she is doing all right. But like I said, I have not heard from her for a while. And the last time I spoke to her, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty, it sounded pretty dire. So, I mean, I'm hoping that she pulled through. But, yeah, uh, me too. So, but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, reminding me that I did, I did want to, you know, kind of, kind of mention her too. Now that she said that. So, um, cause we did, we also had another guest that we mentioned that passed away and, uh, Brian from West Virginia. And that was quite a shock. So, uh, so Gary, there's, you know, there's no guarantees. So let's make the show <laughs> show as good as it can. And, and Brian, if, I know he's listening wherever he's at and he just got a chuckle out of that because he was, <laughs> he was great. He had a great sense of humor. Um, he was a good dude. So, and he's sorely missed as well. So, but, uh, so Gary, so yeah, so go ahead, Gary. Sorry, okay. sorry to, sorry. Sorry yeah. to bring it down, but I thought not a problem. Was, it's it's my fault. That that I, I started it. So. Ah, I just thought that was something that needed to be needed to be said out there. So, yeah. Yeah. all right. So for for me, so I graduated uh, on the Oregon coast, a uh, small town called Reedsport. You know, it's like four thousand people, uh, including the cattle and the deer type of thing. Uh, very small town. Um, typical small small western. Um, town where as far as like you know you got your hunters you got your fishermen you got your outdoorsmen overall you got your four-wheelers all that fun stuff um there wasn't a whole lot to do in town so you did most of it out of town in the woods and stuff like that um and this is uh see i I think i said just said uh graduated 1986 uh high school so that'll tell you my age Uh, well and then uh so 
right around right around the time I was graduating. But uh, I've been out in the woods now. For me, I'm not a, I'm not a woodsman, but I've been in the woods. Uh, like my older brother is a, a hunter and stuff. I got my cousins, or my cousin was a hunter. Uh, my my uncle was a hunter, but it just wasn't something for me. Most of my friends were either hunters and or outdoorsmen of some nature. Uh, and I was just the tag along for the most part. So some of what I'm getting ready to tell you about is I had to take their word for, for whatever it was, was going on that even though I thought it was weird, uh, and I hadn't heard of it before, uh, I just, you know, these guys are the ones to know and, and I'm just gonna have to take their word for it. So, uh, the reason I, let me go back there. So the reason I contact you guys, cause I've been listening to, uh, I drive around quite a bit for my, for my work and, and I just needed some, some, something that doesn't. Not the news type of thing, right? I wanted to go home yeah. and be happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I put on, uh, you know, started searching for some podcasts, and uh, yours, yours popped up, and uh, and a few other different uh, things of, of kind of uh, on the side interests that I have. Um, and that one came up, so I started listening to stuff and listening to some of these podcasts. And I'm like, well, I've I've seen that, I've experienced that, and I didn't know it was that. Um, some of it I did know. I was like, oh yeah, I, I knew about that. And, and, uh, and I'm a believer in, in Bigfoot. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's anything supernatural as far as my view of it, but I don't know enough. And I, I'm not someone who's going to go buy books and books and books on this stuff. Um, but I, I do think that there's lots of discoveries to be made out there. And I think this is just, uh, like, a, I want to say a great ape that, uh, is very quiet and, uh, very fast. Um, and, and doesn't like to be sociable with, with other critters, right? And um, my personal theory is it also thinks that we are probably apes as well. And that's why it doesn't mess with us a whole lot because it, it, we're just another tribe type thing, right? Um, and I think that's partly why they, they, they're half curious with us and then half avoid us. Um, I'm not sure why. But, you know. Well, to be, to be honest, Gary, there's a lot of humans that act like Bigfoot <laughs> do. You know, they, right, they, they don't want to interact with other humans and they want to be left alone and they go in their own space and they just kind of, you know, hide away, you know? So it doesn't seem that implausible to me that there's a, another species from the, uh, great ape family tree that acts that way, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's times when I've had to tell my kids, I like, I, I can't go out right now. If people are out there, I, I just, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do well. So, uh, here's the keys to the car. Here's 20 bucks. Go buy me a soda and some chips and, you know, come buy whatever you want with the rest. <laughs> that type of stuff. So. All right. So, all right. So 80s, 1986 is when I graduated. Uh, most of these experiences were between uh, early 80s on up into, I don't say mid 90s ish, uh, that type of thing. Um Right, I want to say '96 is when I left the Oregon coast. Right around, right around there. So, but uh, all right. So I'll start off with what well, I had this uh, friend who was a gal who had some horses, and uh, we were hanging out one time, and, and we'd gone out to go feed her horses, and uh, I can't remember how it came up, but the horses, uh, the horse she had, uh, the the mane was braided, and I remember I can't remember how it come, came up, but I had asked because it wasn't fully braided; it was just partially braided, like halfway down down the mane, and. I was, I think it was just like, why, why, um, are you going to finish that braiding or what's the purpose of the braiding? Does it help with the horse at all? And stuff like that. And she said, no, just occasionally people stop by and, and oh, they want to pet the horse and then they end up braiding the, braiding the hair on the horse. And like, that didn't make any sense to me, but you know, why would somebody just walk up and, and start braiding someone's, someone else's pet? 
the, the the hair on the back of it. And apparently, that's that's something that's been known for for Bigfoot to do in certain areas. Um, anyway, that was just one of those okay, I'll take it, whatever you say type of moments. Um, now that was probably one of the one of the, the earliest memories that I have of of dealing with strange things out in the woods as far as close to human uh, human contact. So, and then uh, so I'll, 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 where I lived. Um, all of my uh, all of my life in that in Oregon anyway uh, is we lived out on the out on the edge of town, just above a golf course. And where we lived, it was uh, I think of it like a bowl shaped um, valley, uh, and then the golf course is the flat of the bottom. So it's kind of a flat 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 valley, but it's basically it's a valley where for the most part uh, shaped that way. Uh, and on the other side of that valley, on the other side of that the the golf course and the and the hills over there was the uh, Umpqua River, and then uh, the ocean was maybe two miles away from from there. And where we lived, uh, I could see out over both the golf course and back to the back of the the valley. And there'd be times during the summer that uh, I'd be sitting out on the deck and I'd just be watching all the people down at the playing golf and whatnot, you know, because a lot of people that go down there, you know, we know them, it's a small town, see things that are going on. And I remember hearing this uh, very loud knock. Uh, it was like a, uh, a range of three. So it was one, two, three, and then nothing for like 20 minutes. But it sounded like someone was pounding on uh, a hammer, hitting a nail on a board. It was, uh, and it sounded like somebody's building a deck nearby type of thing. And it was really super loud. And, and for where I'm at, there's a, about a hundred yards to my left is you're pretty much gonna be entering straight into the woods. Uh, a, a little bit of a break, and then to my right, there's going to be about another maybe 50 yards. You're, you're pretty much straight into the woods as well. Um, but on my left, it sounded like there's there's three homes to my left, um, and it sounded like someone was doing some construction over there. And you know, nothing nothing major, but it just seems kind of odd that it was the world's slowest construction site because it was like three knocks, silence for like a good 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Can't remember exactly how long. Three knocks, silence three knocks and i'm just like somebody is taking their time i don't know what they're building but they're taking it's taking them forever so like the you know like me i'm not in construction so if i was to to do that i'd be it's it's because I, i've nailed it in the wrong spot and i have to take it out and go cut the board <clears throat> in type of thing I, I was starting to wonder if you were hearing a state sponsored construction project project <laughs> going on that's what was taking so right. long <laughs> One laborer and, and four managers, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, four guys standing. I, <laughs> I've done some government work, and, and yeah, there's there's one person digging and then four people standing around watching him. Um, so anyway, so uh, that happened uh, quite a, a good number of years. I remember hearing that a long time, and there was one time I remember uh, I had to go down to the golf course, and I remember I was like, I'm going to look over there and see who's building their deck or doing whatever it is, because uh, they're, they're, they're taking forever doing whatever they're doing. But I, I had a clear view from from there, and no one was building any decks. No one was doing any construction. Uh, the windows weren't open. Doors weren't open. Nobody was out in the back. You couldn't hear any saws going, you know, like a skill saw or a handsaw, you know, nothing of that nature. And I just remember thinking it was just very super odd that somebody was building three, three pounding three, I want to say three nails, three hammer swings every 20 minutes or so. And yet nothing was happening, and it was happening uh, all summer long for a couple of years. Uh, and so I, I tried to dial in on it. As uh, you can also see the 
the golf course where they, they fix the equipment and they have a bunch of equipment. You can kind of see a, a small, there's a small road on, uh, off to the side, probably about 400 yards away from my house. Um, and you can see that that's what, that might be where that sound would be coming from. But when sometimes when the sound happened, I saw the greenskeeper out on the golf course and he's, there's only one employee. And, and it, anyway, it was just weird because did they hire someone? Is somebody doing something work over there? So anyway, it was kind of weird to, to hear those knocks and, and not have a resolution to it. So that always stuck in the back of my head. And of course, now uh, if you're into Bigfoot, you, you know about the tree knocks. Um, yeah. anyway, that was, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's just the, the one thing that I would say is, is what's, um, seems to me a little unusual is them happening all day long, you know, like, uh, cause you're not talking like it was at night every time you're talking like during the day. Right. Yeah. And it, and it literally sounded like it was right next door. Uh, so, uh, it wasn't the, the echo and it didn't have that, that, uh, sounds from a distance type of thing. It literally sounded like it was the guy next door. Uh, and again, the, the, the woods are maybe a hundred yards, maybe, maybe less than that, uh, from where I was, um, standing. Wow. And so that had, I mean, obviously that had to unnerve you a little bit that it just kept, ha cause, cause I gotta be honest, if there was noises outside, you know, and I'm standing out, I, you, you just might pass it off and as something happened in the wood but it, for it to happen often enough for you to start taking note and becoming curious i can imagine I, I, for me i wouldn't i know how many times it would have to happen for me to start paying attention to it right um you know so i can't imagine um just hearing it and then having no idea where that's coming from yeah you know? um, and of course you know it's uh, you, you i think of construction because it sounded just like somebody pounding on a board. So now uh, uh, not getting curious, a lot of you're going to think I'm pretty stupid by the time I'm done with all these stories where they're like, you didn't investigate any of this stuff. You're like, well, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm a slow uptake kind of, kind of guy. So, <laughs> uh, so, uh, from that same, uh, the, the deck of the, the house, uh, my home, home house. Um, so I would also occasionally we'd hear, I'd hear the whoops out there. And for me, again, not an outdoorsman, if I was to associate with anything, it would be like a, a, a very large owl kind of sound, uh, just a, a deeper, very loud whoop. Um, and I heard, th again, those I heard throughout the summer from from the porch of my house. Um, never associated with with anything other than possibly an owl. Um, you know, it didn't sound like a like a coyote howl or anything like that. It didn't sound like um, you know, dogs howling or anything like it. it was it was definitely a whoop, which would for me, I just thought it was an owl. Um, but that would happen all the time as well. Uh, I'd be sitting out on the deck, you know, even with my friends. If we're just being quiet, you'd hear this whoop, uh, and nobody nobody blinks an eye because it's you know for us it's nature noises, right? It's just things in nature. Yeah, exactly. So, so we heard that. I heard that quite frequently. Um, and then uh, so and here's one for you. So uh, as I'm looking out across the the golf course onto the far, um, I call it a hill because the, most people would call it like uh, a small mountain, but it's, it's for me, it's a hill because it's not very, very high, but it, it's, it's high enough and pretty steep. But uh, I'm looking out across and we got a lot of pine and, and uh, evergreen trees out there. And I remember just sitting there, just kind of staring off into space. And, and I noticed the top of this um, tree was, the, the whole tree was shaking, but there was no wind, 
There was no uh, loud noises, no nothing. I'm just looking out across the golf course and just this singular tree is shaking violently. Um, kind of not like it was getting ready to fall over or anything like that, but if, if uh, say like a, a tornado came through and just started whipping around it, it was just shaking violently. None of the other trees were moving. There was no wind patterns. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, wind go through a, a tree on the side of a valley, or trees on the side of a valley. You, like in the ocean, you can see where the wind is kind of moving. Uh, there was none of that. Um, and there was no, no other noises. It was just a shaking tree. Not sure, you know. And so uh, I had asked uh, one of my uh, friends, I said, hey, what's up with the, I saw this tree shaking the other the other day and, and it was the only one, no wind, no nothing. And uh, a friend of mine said it was probably a deer uh, cleaning off its velvet from its um, horns. Or, uh, yeah. And I'm like, well, how big is this deer? Because this was not a small tree, right? I'm like, how big is this deer? And were there like five of them? Or they, what were they doing? And why was it just the one tree? Uh, so now we do have elk out there, uh, which would be a, a big enough animal to, to possibly shake it. But even then, that, that elk it's got to be a really big one and they tend not to be right where where i was looking they're more inland and up towards the mountains type of thing and i was just like that had to have been a, a massive elk uh and, and of course now lower part of oregon has uh some moose and i've seen moose that are massive but you don't ever you would never see that up there as far as i know again i'm, I'm not a, a woodsman but i'm just like I, I don't think i've ever seen a moose in our particular part of the country, uh, elk we have, we have uh, some, but they're generally not where they're, that tree was shaking. So anyway, so I took it at, at, at his words that it was some type of a, a large deer or elk shaking a tree, trying to get its velvet off. And I'm just like, all right, well, okay, going on. So uh, so again, come to find out, that's something that, that happens or is known to be happening with um, uh, uh, Bigfoot. So again, I, I, I understand some of this can be, what I've experienced, there's there might be other explanations, but it seems to me that the pattern seems to be that this is pretty common for uh, other people who see either seeing Bigfoot or experience Bigfoot in, in that particular name. So, and for me, I'm I'm partly skeptical, but I, I'm also open that hey, there's no other explanation for this um, that points to like a normal small deer shaking a tree, that type of stuff. So, um, well, when you and when you start at like because you're talking all in the same area right you're talking like you're hearing yeah. the whoops you're hearing the knocks you're seeing the tree like um you know what i'm saying i mean it's not like it's all those things together in the same area add up you know it's not like you heard a whoop 30 miles away and you saw a tree 20 miles the other way you know what i'm saying it's yeah. it's all right in one area like it's, it starts to add up to be something yeah uh, and of course, that's that's like on the edge of town too. So there's people there. There's there's traffic. There's uh, people wandering around the golf course, uh, and even then on on the other on one part one part of the other side of the golf course, there's a, there's another neighborhood uh, that's pretty much built into the woods. Uh, you know, like big people who have like two three acres, uh, maybe a whole acre, and they're just in the woods type of thing. So, so uh, all right. So and then uh, so a couple of times, uh, twice. I had some rocks thrown at me, you know, uh, by people, by unseen forces, we'll just say. By so, the deer, uh, that, by the deer, the by deer, the, and the deer, the deer that were getting their velvet on. Yeah. <laughs> he was mad because okay. I didn't help him, right? Um, 
So uh, one of my jobs, uh, I've been doing some, I won't say logging. I did some logging, did some uh, brush clearing and stuff like that, uh, basic woodwork. Um, one of the things that uh, we would do is like if you, after you replant the area that you harvested, you come back a, a little while later and you, you cut down the, sh the shrubs that are growing so that uh, it'll make room for the trees that need to grow up as well. That way the shrubs don't overtake the, the newly planted trees. Um, and uh, so anyway, and, and, you know, a small crew, maybe uh, two guys for safety and you go out there and you just kind of knock down some of the shrubs that are getting too big. Uh, and, and, you know, and you're in a big area. So we, uh, me and a, a buddy of mine were out there and we were on the lower end of a valley. And uh, I'm pretty, I want to say I'm maybe, if I remember right, maybe 25, 30 yards away from the, the tree line. And I'm, you know, I'm just sitting there and taking a break. And all of a sudden this rock comes out of nowhere from behind me, you know, because I'm, I'm seeing the arch come down and this rock lands in front of me about five, six feet. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm like, where in the world did that come from? Because my buddy is within sight of me and he's not throwing anything. So I turn around and look and I'm thinking, well, maybe someone had come down uh, to check in on us. Uh, maybe the, you know, like the uh, foreman or something of that nature and is messing with me. So I, I, lo I look around and, and nobody's there. And if they are, then they're like really th like they're hiding. <laughs> right. And then uh, another one happens and I'm looking around. I'm like. Where in the world is that coming from? And, you know, I turn out, hey, who's here? Funny, haha, -ha, you know, come on out, you know, let us know what you want. And my, my buddy is like, who are you talking to? I said, whoever's throwing rocks at me. And uh, he's like, uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a bird. <laughs> I said, what? He said, yeah, birds sometimes, if, you, if you're near their nest, they'll, they'll um, drop rocks at you. I was like, well, no, this, this has an arch to it. It's not coming straight down. I said, this has an arch to it, and it's coming from basically behind me and uh he's like yeah no it's it's a bird so you know for me i'm like well look up and there's not a bird in the sky and i'm like well and i point to him i was like do you see any birds <laughs> and he's like well they might be in the trees i'm like well i don't hear him making any noises like you know crows will call at you that type of stuff uh nothing's going on and then he's like well maybe it's a, a squirrel <laughs> i'm like for the for the height and the arc that that rock there are those two rocks were were uh, traveling at I was like I think I'm going to need to start up this chainsaw because that's going to be a really big squirrel that's going to be coming after me. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, as far as I know, uh, you know, unless he's kicking that thing with his back legs, I've never experienced a squirrel heaving something that far. I know that they can do it, right? I've seen them throw stuff out of their nests, but I have never seen anything of that nature, uh, the height and the arc and, and whatnot from a squirrel, let alone squirrels. Also, if they're irritated with you, they'll chatter at you, right? They'll, they'll try and get you to go away. Oh yeah. 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 So, so that was, uh, you know, for, for me, I'm just like, I had no other explanation. I had to take him at his word. I'm like, all right, well, it's, it's, you know, it's gotta be some type of an animal for whatever reason, throwing it at me. Um, not hitting me obviously but it was still kind of weird and and you know it's one of those things where you're like all right well, well i'll just take your word for it and move on so and i can't remember if it was the same same uh, site or if it was just the same buddy but um i don't know if you've all have ever you've heard about the smells that that happen occasionally uh, with a, a big oh yeah yeah so i was we were down there and of course um all of a sudden this massive overwhelming putrid smell comes my way and I just stop and uh, I, you know, turn off the chainsaw and I'm, you know, clearing out my nose. I'm just like, holy cow, what is this? 
And I'm thinking I stepped on something, I cut something or, or whatever, and I'm looking around, but it's, you know, normal brush stuff, you know, uh, little myrtle, uh, uh, holly bushes, that type of stuff. Uh, and I'm just like, what, what in the world did I step on? Did I step in some uh, deer excrement? You know, I'm like, what? And I'm looking around and my, my buddy again stops and he, he's like, what's up? And I said, you smell that? He's like, no. I said, man, it is just really bad. And so he says, well, you probably, um, it's skunkweed. I was like, okay, um, man, that is that is horrid. I mean, like, it's like if you ever driven to a, a dump when on a hot summer day, and it is the winds coming your way type of thing. It is it's worse than that. I've never smelt a, a dead body before, but from people telling me about that, then I, it was horrible. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Um, and it, it just seemed to kind of come come and go in waves. You know, I you know walked 20 feet away and it was gone. So uh, again, I took uh, took my buddy's word for that. Uh, and that happened again uh, in another area where I uh, both had rocks thrown at me in some woods. Uh, that time me and my buddy were just, I think we were just like taking his dog out for a walk, let him go for a run out in the woods and, and just kind of messing around, passing the time away. And I remember smelling some smells and I was just like, holy cow, where's that, uh, where's that um, skunk weed at? And my, my buddy goes, there's no skunk weed up here. That's only down in um, marshy areas for the most part. And I was like, uh, okay, well, that's the exact same smell I smelled before. Uh, and we didn't disturb anything as far as I know. What's the difference? He's like, maybe he's carrying over from, from someplace else. I'm like, dude, I, <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and again, for me, you know, I, I had no idea what that was associated with. Uh, but again, uh, so in that same instance, uh, a rock was thrown at me. Uh, a couple of rocks were thrown at me. Uh, again, the same high arch coming from behind me um, in the woods with with trees and brush and whatnot. It wasn't too brushy, but there was, you know, plenty of... Plenty of ways for the a squirrel to not have very good aim, right? Uh, if he threw it at me, he's more likely going to hit a tree than he was going to um, uh, hit me. Uh, but it was it was coming from on high, uh, and I remember thinking this guy. Uh, at first, I thought my buddy was messing with me, uh, and he was just kind of throwing rocks, and because uh, of the the previous time. And I look over at him, and another rock throws, and he's in front of me in full view. And I'm just like, well, that's just odd. So then I look up. I'm looking for squirrels. I'm looking for birds that that might be agitated that I'm doing something near them. Uh, and I'm just like, well, what's going on here? So and again, I told him what's going on. He's like, yeah, it's a squirrel or a bird. I'm like, do you see any birds up there? Do you hear any 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 uh, squirrels? I was just like, well, but again, I had total ignorance of the whole situation. And I'm just like, all right, well, I guess uh, I guess you'll take you take you at your word for that. So that was that was my rock throwing and smells incidences. Um, and I tell you, I, that, that smell, I don't ever care to smell that ever again. Um, it's, it's horrible. So. And, and I'm sure it probably like it sounds like it's you can pick or how should I say that? It sounds like you're experiencing it all over again every time you talk about it like that. Uh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, I can see like it in you, my head. Yeah, like that. Like that smell is in your nostrils as you as you tell the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I and I so uh, before we keep before we go on, I just want to like, how close do you think you had to be to smell one of the one of these creatures? You know, I mean, and, and is that why you got rocks thrown at you because you were that close that you could that you were smelling them, and then they're like, hey, I, we need to get this guy away, these guys away from me, and they yeah. start throwing rocks or. 
Yeah, well, I, I think that's part of it. I think they're trying to like, you know, like you would do the same thing if an animal's near you, like you, you throw something, yeah. you're not armed, you just want it to go away and, and kind of scare it off. Um, I think that's probably similar to what they were what they were doing. Now, does so you're ignorant at it about what it is at the time, but thinking back, um, like how does that make you? How does that make you feel that you could have been that close yeah. and not even know? I mean, if if there's no if you don't smell it and it doesn't throw and, and a rock doesn't go whizzing by your head, you'd have no idea. Oh that yeah. You were, no. So that when I hear those stories, that's what really creeps me out the most is how stealthy these things are for their size mm-hmm. that that, you know, you could you might have been able to pass away that maybe there's a dead animal sitting somewhere until a rock goes by your head, you know, because that's like I said before stuff starts adding up, you know, and it's like, OK, you put one and one together. Um, what's the conclusion? And. If it doesn't throw a rock, you you might have just thought, well, we smell something dead, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's that extra. It's just that extra thing that happens that pushes that explanation to the back, and and like, okay, what is it? What what is this really now? You know. Um, so it makes me wonder then why if they think that you, I wonder if they think we can sense them the way they can sense us, like. Um, because I'm sure they smell us as soon as we're within whatever hundreds of yards. Yeah. Especially with the wind, you know, and I, and see at night, you know, it's, it's uh, the whole thing, them ducking behind trees at night. Um, people have caught, you know, on the uh, infrared cameras. It's almost like they think we can see at night as well as they can too. So um, it, it goes all, but it might go all the way back to your opening statement about you think, you know, they, they just think we're the same as them and they're trying to stay away from us. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so the next one is, uh, I don't know if your listeners know about the, the structures, but uh, out in the woods, you'll see, uh, the best way I can describe it, if you've never seen it, is think of a uh, like an Indian teepee without the skin around it and you just got that frame, right? So you take that and put it up into the trees. So not on the ground, just take it in, a, in that, that uh, diamond format. Uh, and put it up into the trees and then weave it into the trees. So basically, uh, maybe also think of like you you built it on the ground and then the trees grew up and took that teepee with it, right? So that's kind of sort of what, what I've seen in there. And I've seen a couple of those. Uh, and again, so uh, we're out there, uh, I think one time we were just thinning out some trees where, uh, where we're just kind of getting, getting rid of the dead trees or, or getting rid of the trees that shouldn't be growing there for, for that particular uh, company that owned the land. Uh, they just want us to go in and thin something out. And so we're going in there, and uh, the one time I just look up, and I was just like, well, that's kind of odd that uh, this small tree, uh, you know, smaller than, you know, you could probably wrap your hand around it type of size, uh, was woven at an angle in, in that particular teepee fashion. And there was uh, at least four or five woven through there. Uh, and I remember seeing one or two that only had, like, maybe three uh in that were woven we're talking woven in between both vertically and then branches as well so it's you know how uneven everything is in the woods it, it's like it was been woven into the tree line i guess I, i'm not sure how to describe that but basically if if you threw a stick that direction you're going to hit a tree and it's not going to weave in between anything um 
And so I've seen that. And, and I remember looking at my, uh, my buddy and I said, look at the, look at how weird this is. And my, and my friend was like, yeah, um, it must've been, uh, the wind blew it there. I'm like, okay, how did it weave through there? Cause you know, I know what happens when, you know, say you threw a spear down in the woods, it's going to, you know, it's not going to do that. It's not going to get stuck woven in between um, misaligned trees, let alone branches and everything else. Uh, uneven branches, some are higher, some are lower, you know, and that type of stuff. And and at first I thought, okay, well, maybe. It was just like, it just seems kind of odd that maybe one, maybe one in a bazillion might maybe do that depending on speed and reflection and deflection all that fun stuff and i'm just like all right so um and i saw another one that was more complicated uh later on uh i can't remember if it was in the same site or not but it was the uh, same buddy later on and but it was a, it was a five or six of them trees that were woven up in there and i remember thinking no there's no way the wind did this you know even if a tornado came through here that ain't gonna happen um and then some people say, well, it, it's it was a it's an Indian teepee. I'm like, well, no, I think they I think Indians know what type of stuff to use, and, and these are not something that you would want to use for for a, a stiff structure, right? Um, so it was anyway. So I, again, I took them at their word that uh, somebody quote unquote somebody had been there and had done that as like a, a hunting marker or something like of that nature. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I can kind of see that. But uh, the height that you would need, you would have to either have some climate tree climbing gear or you would have to have a ladder and a lot of time. <laughs> um, now, now, I got to ask, because I have never heard of a tree structure like that up off the ground, like yeah. up in the tree. Have you heard that on any other show that you've heard that you've listened to uh doing some reason because i've never heard that i've only ever heard of them on the ground no I've, I've never i don't recall ever seeing any one of them on the ground so when when people talk about them i, I assume that, the, that they've all been up in the trees because that's all that i've ever experienced is up in the trees yeah i've never i've never heard of one up in a tree so that that is to me i mean that's kind of, that's you're like one of a kind in my book unless <laughs> Unless I just, not, I, I mean, I honestly have never heard that. Um, huh. And I've been sent lots of pictures and none of them are up in a tree. They're all on the ground. Okay. Well, uh, take a trip out to the Oregon coast and just go wandering around. And, you know, for me, you might find oh, it. Oh, sounds, it sounds great. I mean, <laughs> run into something that stinks, that's going to throw rocks at me. And yeah. Me, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Now there was one. Uh, I remember this one vividly. We were going to we were going to go cut down um, uh, a whole uh, plot of land, and uh, we had to cut a trail down to to where we were going. And I remember it's uh, you're going down a, a pretty steep little um, uh, I say mountain <clears throat> mountain for a better word. Uh, lack of a better word, but uh, you're you're going down, and all of a sudden you know it'll kind of level off a little bit, and then it'll uh, go back down to a decline so i remember one time we were, we were cutting it down and i just happened to look over and i saw the tree structure again and uh i looked down below there was a small mound in there as well and i remember looking at it, it's like i don't remember seeing mounds in the other ones and I'm, and of course i'm still stuck in it's somebody camping it's a hunter's uh type of markings that way you can find it in the woods that type of stuff and now we also had gps so i you know it was it wasn't cheap but it wasn't too expensive either so 
there's lots of GPS out there. So why hunters wouldn't want to be using that and, and instead using that. So another option might be like drug runners, right? They're, 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 it's an indication of where their nearby field or farm is uh, and for you to stay away or, or it's an indication for you to probably stay away. But I'm like, but there's no directional, like which way would I stay away from? Um, so anyways, but there was a mound underneath this particular one. And I remember looking at it and I was like, you know, again, I, I, I've never seen a mound in, in, in underneath any of these structures before. So I, again, I called my buddy, said, Hey, uh, check this out. There's a, it should be perfectly flat right here, but there's this mound and it's got them little, uh, markers. I called them markers for him. And uh, he looks at it and goes, yeah, must be a, an Indian burial ground. He says, don't touch it. We'll, we'll move on and we'll just mark it later. I'm like, okay, you know, moving on Indian burial ground. And I'm like, <laughs> later on I'm thinking, wait a minute. All that effort for for one particular um, dead person, I was just like, why wouldn't you? Even then, you know, I'm not too uh, up on Indian cultures, but I'm pretty sure they at least mark their their graves in some form or fashion. And, you know, it would just seem really really rather odd as far as a burial mound out literally in the middle of the woods, and it would have been the woods for them as well. Uh, you just do this burial mound thing, and it happened to also be near a drug runner's or a hunter's marker, um, marking sign. So, uh, come to find out, I guess, uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, he's over in Washington, not moneymaker, but, uh, the, the Olympia cliff, cliff, cliff. Um, somebody had mentioned that they had found a bunch of mounds like that and that they think it might be, um, Bigfoot burying their dead. Uh, one of the ways that Bigfoot might bury their dead. Um, so anyway, when, when I heard that, I was just like, okay, well, I've seen that. <laughs> so, you know, cause it, it, it's, you know, it, it just really stands out for me, uh, overall. And when I heard that they were talking about mounds associated and, and again, near, near or underneath the structure, I was like, yeah, I've seen that. Um, and again, total ignorance, you know, just, all right, burial, Indian, Indian, burial, Indian burial plot and, uh, don't disturb it. Just keep moving on and respect the dead. Right. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm sure your listeners would be like, dude, this guy's the dumbest woods person ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, you only know what you know. And and if you're hanging out with other people that are completely denying uh, that it's anything but, uh, you know, what they consider a rational explanation, what are you supposed to do? You know, argue with them? I mean, you only... Um, you only know what you're seeing and what you've experienced, you know? Um, and then uh, uh, we'd go driving around in the woods quite a lot sometimes, um, just wasting time. And I remember uh, a couple of times I asked my buddies where you'd, you'd be driving along and all of a sudden this, this single small tree, the sapling, would be broken and bent over towards the, the road. And I remember thinking, like, what is, what's causing that? And one friend said that it was like a bear uh, wanted some of the leaves or, or berries on that particular sapling, and it broke when when the bear got it, or a deer tugged it down and it broke that type of stuff. And I'm looking at the, you know, I'm I'm, I'm taking that. I'm like, okay, um, I think there's other things to eat, but that looking at the young sapling tree, that normally they bend, uh, they don't break unless there's force against it, type of thing. And uh, so I'm kind of arguing with him on that. It's like, well, no, the, a bear could have just pulled the whole, entire tree down and, and that type of stuff. And uh, so they were like, well, you know, it, it just is what it is. I'm like, okay. 
and uh, we stopped at one at one and I'm looking at it and there's like it's not a tree that has berries on it uh, and if I remember right it, it would have it had some small leaves on it which you know of course if animals are eating it then, then that's fine I, you know, I don't have no idea what they eat I just know that they I know they do eat berries and stuff like that and but I was just like it just really stood out as, as very odd for me that it's happened so frequently on on a lot of these roads and let alone there's there's other sources that are easier to get to than missing with these these sapling trees uh and and then breaking them but there's other trees that are real similar nearby that go untouched right so and again you know maybe the the animal was just walking by just uh kept passing on and and found something else farther down the road uh you know while its stomach was satisfied that type of thing so so i rationalized it away but i challenged them a little bit later on and was just like it, it just seems too odd and too random for for this and and so one friend offered up that uh he remembered that sometimes people uh it's a mile marker for people that uh when they either built the road or if you're driving along you about every mile or so you would just stop and find a good tree to break that way you know you've got x amount of miles to go uh, coming back or you know hey this is uh this is one mile this is two mile that type of stuff and i'm like okay well that would make sense but uh, again there's other ways to do that especially if it's a if it's state-run road then they've already got mile markers out there anyway and this is still happening on these roads um so and again uh, that seems to be uh and i've seen it out when we're um after we've made a trail in say an area that we're going get, to get, get ready to go log or cut down um we made a trail and next thing you know we come back down there and there's there's a tree uh, a small tree uh, that's been broken and bent across the the trail and you know for me i'm like that's not a mile marker <laughs> right um <laughs> let alone you know so it, it's just weird stuff like that and come to find out apparently uh from some of these bigfoot um i'll say researchers hunters uh they find that quite a lot especially if you're traveling it quite frequently uh, you'll see that out there. Uh, a lot of trappers report that as well from what, from what I'm hearing on some of these podcasts. And, and I want to say someone from your podcast had, had said that as well. So, so anyway, I've seen that. That's kind of weird for me, especially um, growing up with it. It was just kind of like I've I seen that all the time. So, you know. uh, And then uh, so with that, there was uh, one time I was with my buddy and, and again, we were we were just out in the woods, uh, walking, the, uh, letting the dog run, and, and we're just kind of wasting time. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, we we kind of got—I don't want to say separated, but a good small distance uh, between us. I was uh, uphill a little bit, probably about 10, 15 yards above him, and he was down below with uh, with his dog. And we're just kind of meandering around. And I remember looking, just walking by, and I was like, "Well, that bush looks kind of odd." So I look, uh, go over and look at it a little bit, and it's—I uh, think of a half moon shape about nine ten feet wide so it's a if it, uh, from my perspective it was an upside down elongated u the letter u um i guess it could be an n too but um but think of it like a, a giant oval but cut in half lengthwise uh and it wasn't a bush it was a series of trimmed out um or broken like think of like a bird's nest right a bird's collecting all these sticks and stuff like that and they're not just laid down on each other they are literally woven together uh so that it makes a, a wall and it was about i want to say it was about four feet high if, I, if memory serves uh and it was made out of um i'm gonna i know i'm gonna butcher the the types of bushes but it was like a holly bush uh crepe myrtle 
smaller bushy things that that turn more into woods but have like uh, green waxy leaves and that type of stuff and in the the lower uh, it wasn't just plain dirt there was there was grass and moss as a, as a bed and it had been used um, like the the grass that grew there uh, was bent over as if somebody had been something had been sleeping there and i've seen deer beds i've seen uh, uh, bear beds and, and stuff like that and and i've seen the size of those but this one literally it was nine ten feet long it was it was very long and uh, woven together in a giant u shape and it had been used so i told my friend this and i said hey what in the world's doing this and uh, he looks up at it and he goes ah, it must be a deer bed and i'm describing it from up above and he's like you know does it does it this and that and i was like deer bed you know sure okay um it's a massive deer because it's not just like if you've ever seen deer beds they'll, they'll sit next together but they only occupy they only crush the area that they're sleep that they're kneeling or they're they're laying down on so you'll have maybe the the size of the deer and that there's mama uh, mama deer uh and a couple of babies that, that you can see the size of the babies because the their little spot that they're sleeping in uh is smaller than the rest but this the entire thing was matted down so whatever was sleeping on there was like they were sleeping uh, side by side and back to back and, and and whatnot, which is not the normal that I that I'd ever seen before. And so I just kind of laughed and I said, uh, no, I don't think it's a deer because this is a massive deer. And so for him, he was like, well, maybe it's an elk. I was like, well, I've seen elk, too. And, and this is bigger. This is longer than an elk. Uh, this is uh, the, the depth of it is going to be a little bit wider than an elk as well. And plus, there's no there's no hoof prints nearby. There's there's no nothing. And uh, let alone it's woven together. And I don't know how many deer can can weave together sticks, but, but uh, let alone hair, right? It's well, maybe like, after maybe after they get done pulling Santa's sleigh, then they <laughs> go, then they start weaving for the for the off season. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't. Once again, that you know, trying to make sense, trying to make a rational explanation of something that doesn't work you know so yeah. i even, i even i even thought well maybe it's um somebody out there growing uh, marijuana and they just built a little um a, like a blind uh, type of thing but there's there's like no sign of human there's no uh, there's no litter uh there's no uh, like nails there's no string there's no nothing whoever it was like they literally walked in and walked out with everything as, as it was so but again, uh, you know, why are you going to make a, a nine foot, ten foot one when you could make a, a small one quickly and easily and, and not draw any attention to yourself because you're just going to be another bush in the woods. So that was my only rationalization was somebody was out there and they were they were doing that for some particular reason. And maybe they, they were just tamping down all that all that uh, moss and grass. So. So apparently, uh, and you know, I, I've had that thought in my head for for you know years. Occasionally, I pop up and say, I still wonder what that was, and and what what could do that? Because a bear can't weave, right? Um, not even the Berenstein bears could weave that, right? I gotta um, be honest. I gotta be honest. I could go out there and I couldn't weave it. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> just so you know, I wouldn't make a good Bigfoot. So, <laughs> yeah. Very good. yeah. So uh, you know, my friend was just like, "It's just an animal, an animal's nest." I'm like, "Well, okay." And so when you know, again, taking them at their word for it, because I got nothing to offer other than I saw it. That's all I know. Uh, and then, uh, of course, for me now, listening to some of these podcasts, uh, the Olympia Project uh, apparently um, 
the short story is uh, some surveyor was out there, found a bunch of these weird, uh, now theirs were completely encircled, uh, nests of woven sticks and twigs mm-hmm. and whatnot. Now, mine was, uh, again, it was only half moon. So maybe I moved in on when they were uh, halfway through construction. I don't know. But uh, when they when they described it, I've never seen a, a fully round one. I only saw the one half moon shape. So, But it's still, uh, again, kind of weird, uh, especially for being out in the woods. For the most part, nobody should be there unless you're getting ready to go cut something down or hunt something. And it was just stood out. All right. And then, uh, so, uh, growing up as well. So in the, I'll say after 86, um, I was working for a logging crew, uh, which, uh, you know, nothing I really had interest in, uh, but it was a job and, and I knew how to do some of it. Uh, some of it, you don't have to know a whole lot. You just have to be willing to possibly lose your life for, for a tree. Um, so I was working for this one particular crew with a buddy of mine who they just needed us for like a, a few, a week or two for just some additional grunt labor help. And it's not a crew that I really um, would have, I wouldn't have seen them in social circles. They were not uh, the nicest people in the world uh, and they weren't uh, the most polite people. They were, uh, they were, they were a rag. Sounds, player. sounds like the perfect guys to go out in the middle of nowhere with, with <laughs> chainsaws and axes. But hey, what do, you know, what do I know? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they were nice to me, but uh, I just knew of their reputation. And uh, for me, it was I'm I'm in it for the money. I'm only going to do it for a little while. I've got my friend here and and he knows them better than I do. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be hanging out with them after work at at any point. Matter of fact, we didn't even drive in with them. Normally, like you drive in with a crew truck, we drove in separate vehicles. And we're just like, uh, you know, I'm just not not interested in these guys. But anyway, so... uh, (laughs) Uh, we had, we pulled in one morning and we're, we're getting all ready. And all of a sudden I noticed on the, on the, I would call it a cut, but basically we, we cut into the, basically the side of, 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 of a hill or a mountain and to make the road. And then you cut away part of that so that you can make a landing and stuff like that. So you've got, uh, it still goes higher up, uh, than where we were at. We were cut into the side of the, of the, of the hill. Uh, and which means that, uh, there's no, trees there's no debris there's no uh, ground moss there's no ground cover it's all freshly exposed dirt uh and that particular area is more like kind of like that clayish type of dirt where it's it's not quite brown but it's not quite gray either so it's kind of that that tan tan feel uh so anyway so it was fully exposed and it's a good i would say maybe 40 yards wide and about 10 15 yards high before before it gets into natural forest and stuff like that and uh i noticed that the this particular crew had had piled up over near there and they were they were looking at stuff and they were kind of pointing and and whatnot and i'm just leaving them alone and my buddy goes over there and he comes back and he's shaking his head and he's like these fools and i'm like dude you you want to be quiet about that he's like they think they just, they got bigfoot prints right over there and i'm like oh okay so i go over there and look at it and he's like don't look it's just a bear I'm like, okay, well, either way, I, you know, I am going to go look. And uh, so I go over there and look and it, from my experience, bears don't have big toes. Um, They have, and they don't have that arch, you know, a big, big toe down to a small pinky toe type of thing. Um, You know, I do know I have the, the, they have toes, but it's, it's more of a rounded uh, O instead of a kind of a curve. But I was looking at it 
And I was like, and it, it, it wasn't the full print. So it's basically think about trying to walk up the, the side of a mountain, right? You, your, your heel is going to be out in the air while your toes are making contact and you're trying to push up and off. Right. Uh, so that's basically what I saw was basically the front half of a Bigfoot's foot. Uh, and it was about six feet up uh, from the, the lowest spot in, in that particular side of the hill. And there was another one down below uh, where it hit Ed. So it was climbing kind of up in an, at an angle. So it was basically, from my view, it was traveling from the lower left to my upper right. But there was only two prints. Uh, so the bottom one had the, the a right-hand, right, right-sided footprint. And the next one up, which was about five, six feet up, was the left side of the of the foot or left foot uh and of course my buddy was just like well it's it's a bear and and it was going up the mountain right uh but for me i'm like how how long was this bear uh, it just didn't make any sense to me because you know again i i don't know the difference between some of these other animals and i'm just looking at it was like well, that doesn't look like a bear it looks like a human foot uh, and it was pretty obvious and it was pretty, it was pretty well impacted into, into the ground, but there was no, I know, like, I know they say that bears can walk in their own f- footprints type of thing, but this one, apparently this bear only has two, two, two feet. Um, and it's only got a left and a right and they didn't, it, it would have had to have landed each foot exactly in the exact same spot in order to not see the double print, right? So if we were to walk and try to backtrack type of thing, we wouldn't exactly hit the exact spot. We could get real close. But anyway, so he was telling me that it was a bear and nothing to see and and let's move on. But I distinctly remember thinking, well, bears have four legs, not two. And uh, whatever it was, if this was a bear, then where are the other two prints? Uh, let alone how long was this bear in order to only make two prints? So buddy of mine was just like, you know, don't worry about it. Trust me. It, it ain't no Bigfoot. I was like, all right, well, you know, let's get to work. <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, you, you, you fun. I, I can't believe you didn't have one buddy this whole time is like, Hey man, what do you think? Like you've been hanging out with the wrong people. Like, <laughs> well, I would say sure. like maybe maybe uh, if you divide up maybe a third are skeptics, uh, or just don't care. A third believe, and a third really are like, no, there's nothing out there that you know it's all hoaxes and and stuff like that. So, but yeah, uh, the, out there most of them were like, yeah, no, there's <laughs> there's nothing like that. So. Uh, and then, uh, so this is uh, one of the same buddies. Uh, he lived on the edge of town as well in a different uh, section, but uh, they lived at the end of the road and literally like maybe 15 yards behind their house, you're you're straight into the woods. Uh, and they were the second to the last house. And we were over there and we we're going to go up into, and it's on a hill, we were going to go up into uh, the, the back part of his wooded area. And I can't remember what we we're going to do, but it was, we we're probably just going to go mess around, who knows, uh, go cause trouble uh for something in the woods and um i remember we were walking out the back door and i heard this baby cry at the neighbors which would be the very last house and it was crying like i'll get out you know and i looked at my friend and i was like do they did one of the girls next door who uh, I, I knew it's like did someone over there have a baby and he's like no not you know not as far as i know and i said well where's that baby what's the baby sound coming from? He's like, well, maybe they've got visitors or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's possible. Um, but nobody was home. Cause you know, we knew that because the, they had, I think it was like a, 
it was I don't think it was a Sunday, but we knew they weren't home. But so I was thinking, oh, maybe somebody stayed home and they were taking care of the, the angry baby. Uh, so and then I was like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. And then we're, we get up the hill a little bit farther away and I hear the baby cry again. And it sounds like it's again, it's like right next to us for the most part. And I'm just like, dude, what, what is with that baby cry? And why can we still hear it from where we're at? And he's like, ah, oh, maybe it's maybe it's one of the birds. <laughs> I'm like, is there a parrot nearby? Um, you know, did want to skate from someplace? So what's going on? And he was like, no, it's it's a crow. Crows can do that. I'm like, okay, oh, well, I've never heard of that before. Uh, it would be in that same range, but this is different than a, a, an angry crow um, calling at you, or even the, the rhythm was was a baby cry. The, the the sound was a baby cry. I mean, it, if there was a parrot, then it was a really good mimicker of, of whatever was going on. But it was definitely near us, and it was, I don't want to say following us, but it was as close to us as it was before when we were right next to the house, right? So that just really seemed kind of odd to me. Uh, and come to find out, apparently, like, uh, other people have reported out, being out in the woods and hearing a baby cry. Uh, and that's been associated with with Bigfoot as well. And now, uh, you know, I, I could I couldn't tell you one way or the other, but they do talk about um, they can imitate certain sounds, uh, which would be fine. Well, we, we we had a we had a guest on that you know heard a baby crying out in the woods, uh, and he obviously he was talking about it because he was associated it with a bunch of other Bigfoot activity. And, um, and we talked about it on the podcast and we had people reach out and, uh, one person in fact said, well, why would you think it was Bigfoot mimicking a baby? Why couldn't it be a baby Bigfoot? If we think they're human, like why wouldn't a baby Bigfoot cry like human? I'm like, okay. All right. I, I mean, they kind of dressed me down a little bit. Like, why would you just say, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know any more than, you know, just like you're telling the story. We're, we're guessing of what the possibilities are. And, um, somebody else threw out that. What if what this guy was hearing wasn't a Bigfoot at all. And it was an evil, it was a demon or a demonic spirit, uh, trying to draw him closer. And I'm like, Holy smokes. Now we're in a whole nother different realm, you know, but, but, yeah, it look, you hear a baby crying out where there's not supposed to be a baby. Either somebody left a baby there or there's something making that noise. Now, whether it's somebody mimicking an actual, you know, baby of a primate that sounds like a, a human baby. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's like you said, it's weird. It shouldn't have been there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah who knows? Um, again, some uh, weird stuff. And I, I do remember asking... Um, the the family had a, a gal that was in my grade and i remember uh, it was i think it was it must have been high school because i remember going up to her and saying hey um and it was a really clean conservative family so i was just like hey did did uh did you got did someone there have a baby or anything like that and she's looking at me like uh no my parents are a little bit too old for that and i said well did did any of your sisters uh have a kid and of course she's like no you know like that's just not going to happen um you know small town it's going to happen but you know for them they're like you know that's out of the realm of possibility said well did you have anybody visiting that had a baby and she was just like no we were out of town and and we were doing this or that and i was like i was like okay all right um 
just asking because we were there and we heard a baby. She was like, yeah, no, nope, wasn't us. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, moving on. You know, for me, you know, just moving on. And then, uh, so we, I have been out in the woods as well with, uh, speaking of the, the sounds and whatnot. So, uh, have you ever heard, you know, what a Jake break is, um, like a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that sound, I don't want to try mm-hmm. and imitate it because then you got, and then you lose all your listeners. Um, but yeah, you know, that Jake break <laughs> sound of, of when a, an engine is being used to slow down the, the vehicle instead of just the brakes. Uh, anyway, it's a pretty unique sound. It's pretty loud. And we were out in the woods and we were down at the bottom of the valley. Again, I think we were clearing some brush out uh, or getting something set up, but nobody else was out there. Uh, we were the only road in and the only road out. Uh, there was nobody in the nearby valleys or anything like that. Uh, think of being up on, on top of uh, some of these uh, uh, valleys and, and, and small mountains, and you can see where other logging outfits are, where they're getting started and, and that type of stuff. And for where we were at, there was a good two or three valleys that you could see uh, kind of sort of at uh, and that there was no logging in that particular area. And for us, we had already had a landing. We had a lot of the the trees already cut down, and I can't remember what, what we were setting up. We might have just been getting set up for, for all the cable work. But I heard a jake break going off, and we're down in the lower part of the valley, and I remember thinking, what's a truck coming out here for? They're not, you know, we're like two, three weeks away from uh, using any trucks. And I remember asking my buddy, I was like, you hear that? And he was like, yeah. I said, well, who's coming you know it's you know do we need to go back up to the landing and, and tell them to, hey we're not ready for you and he's like well now they'll, they'll they'll figure it out so I, I hear it again and i'm like dude how long is it going to take this truck to get to us because uh, it was a good you know it it should have been there by that second or third time that i heard it and i'm just like where's it coming from and he's like well maybe it's an echo from from over the next valley or two and i remember going up to the very top of the valley when end of the day i'm looking around i'm like from where even if it was an echo it's it's got to go th- over the mountains and it's got to come back down and then it's got to come back and up they just sonically it just was not doable right um and it and it was loud like as it was coming down our particular road uh and it was near us uh so it was it was it was one of those mystery things where it was like it's possible it could have been an echo or a truck was um you know using his jake brake both in and out and and he pulled in without us knowing it and turned around or anything of that nature entirely possible but i don't remember seeing any trucks or truck tracks uh on the on the way back out and it was just kind of one of those moments again that just kind of like well, that's kind of quite the anomaly and and again my brent my, my friend was just like well you know it's it was an echo from somebody else relatively nearby he was like okay well again moving on <laughs> let's go home all right so and then uh so we were out there uh this happened twice there i remember uh the the hey h-e-y like hey hey you hey all that type of thing so we've been out in the woods and all of a sudden i hear uh, you know if you're out in the woods and you see somebody and but they can't see you, you're going to let them know that you're there so that they don't shoot you, right? Uh, especially if it's going to be someone that that might, might be carrying a gun, more than likely is. And if they think there's a free game coming up or an easy shot for them, then they're going to take it. So you want to let them know that, hey, um, this is a human approaching you, not not an animal, right? So please don't shoot. So you would yell out, hey, you would whistle, um, you could yell out, you know, hello, that type of stuff. Just whatever you want to do to indicate we're here uh please don't shoot and we're coming towards you or we're, we're walking on by uh and you can also communicate you know you yell hey we're just passing through we're going to go through the bottom of the valley we're going to go through the top of the valley 
and and here's where we're going you know just you know communication so that we don't shoot each other type of thing so we were out there and all of a sudden we heard this uh it was i think it was just one or two of us uh, or one of one of my friends out there with me and i heard this hey so we stop and we're out in the middle again oregon woods we're in the middle of nowhere the only other people who are out there are either going to be drug dealers or um, uh, hunters, uh, unless they're lost. But uh, generally, that, that that didn't happen too much where we were at. So it, it's one of those major two. Uh, so we stopped, and we answered back. We said, hey, and nothing happened after that. And then they said, hey, again. And so we responded back, said, hey, we hear you. We're, we're over here. You know, you can sell, well, I don't say echo location, but by sound location, you could tell, hey, they're they're over in this direction and we're yelling back so that they could tell that, hey, we're over in this direction. But somehow they knew we were there first. And so they yelled out, hey, first, right? So we just responded to let them know that we heard them and, and whatnot. Um, but it just kept saying, hey. And so finally, we just like, well, maybe they can't hear us because uh, they didn't respond. We're like, hey, we're over here. Do you need help? Uh, you know, which direction are you traveling? They never responded. All we ever heard was, hey. <laughs> uh, and that happened a good, uh, at least twice that I remember. Um, I'm again, sorry, that that trumps everything. <laughs> <laughs> that trumps everything hearing a random, hey, and <laughs> just out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, again, no, no other no other response other than hey. And I have been out in the woods where somebody has uh, has yelled out hey or hello, and we responded and, and we moved on. You know, hey, we're on top of the mountain and we're going on the other side. I've had experiences where that has happened, but those two no response hey's was just, uh, again, another weird little thing. Uh, we even walked towards them, towards one of them, uh, to try and figure out, like, hey, maybe you can't hear us. Uh, maybe they're in, maybe they're in need and, and that type of stuff, but just never never saw anything. And again, when we went back up, there's no other roads in or out, so you know who knows? It could have been somebody that was lost and and deaf, who knows, you know, and they just couldn't respond. But don't know. So, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> wow. That's I'm telling you, that would give me that's that's worse than anything. Uh, just yeah. a random hey. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> Oh, thanks. All right. So, uh, so the adventure continues. All these random things again. You, you're like, dude, what? You know, did you not stop and think about this stuff? It's like, well, I'm just wondering if you ever hung out with anybody that said <laughs> that had a Bigfoot story out there. Like, because think about this. All this stuff. This isn't just happening to you, okay? This has got to be happening to a lot of people out there. When are you going to run into somebody that says? Hey man, you're never gonna believe this. I, you know, and shares the same kind of experiences that you were having with you. Yeah. That's what I can't believe. Yeah. Uh, well, now there is people. I didn't hang around with them. Uh, if I remember right, they were generally older than me. But there were people who uh, mentioned that they saw Bigfoot uh, and and that type of stuff. And of course, it was the time when you didn't have your cell phone with you. You just had a gun and binoculars. Um, so there, there was stories in town of people who did see a Bigfoot or claimed to have seen a Bigfoot. Um, so there was stuff out there, but again, for me, it was like, it's another animal in the woods and, and I'm not too interested in being in the woods. I just have to be because of, I have either got the friends or it, it's for work type of thing. So, uh, so the, so continuing the, uh, the adventure, the, the ignorant adventures of Gary, um, so uh, one of the things we also did was we also partied out in the woods. Uh, there was a particular area called Smith, Smith River, 
and, and there's a couple of campgrounds out there and uh, it's gener it's outside of the police, the local police jurisdiction. So it's either got to be county or state police who are going to show up and they've only got so much ground that they can cover. So, you know, you, you when you're underage and you're doing illegal drinking activities, you, you go to these spots where you know you're not going to get in trouble. Uh, you, you got a less chance of getting caught. So I remember vividly this one time. Now, this is a, this is like a I want to say it's a a bad uh, it's not a very well developed campground but it's a state-run campground uh i say state-run they they built the place and they occasionally come back and, and work on it type of thing uh so it was a multi-site location but in between each particular site was a good uh maybe i would say 10 to 20 yards depending on where, where it's at as far as it you've got woods between you and the neighbor so you got 10 yards between your neighbor on your right and 10 yards between your neighbor on your left. Uh, and generally there's woods directly behind you in one particular area. So you drive in, you drive out that same direction of that, of that particular camp spot. Uh, so think of it like a, like a giant horseshoe camping spot, um, if that helps. Um, <clears throat> so we, were, we, we had a fire going. And uh, it was it was dark out and we're kind of in that U-shape. We're kind of, you know, hanging around this... Um, uh, some people are, are near the vehicles and me and a couple of buddies are hanging out by the campfire and I hear movement behind me in the woods. And so I turn around and look uh, just to see if someone was, was like coming out from the, someone had snuck past me or, or gone out to relieve themselves in the woods, uh, seeing who, who it was, but nobody showed up. So I thought nothing of it. Uh, and of course, you know, at night, a squirrel walking through the, the leaves sounds like a massive animal anyway. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I didn't hear it anymore for a, a good minute or two. And then I heard it again and I turned around and I was like, uh, I, my buddy asked what, what, what's going on. And I said, well, I just heard something and it's the second time I've heard it. And, uh, he was like, yeah, it must be one of the other people in the campground. I was like, well, from the, that direction, there would be nobody unless they really got lost and, and were trying to come back to the light, but they're not. It should be obvious. We could even see the campfire lights from the other campfires through the woods, right? It shouldn't be too obvious, or it should be too. It should be very obvious where to go if you're if you're lost in which campground. Even then, you can walk in, and again, you're going to say, "Hey, coming in, I, I'm I, I'm I'm lost. I don't know which campground I'm in." That type of stuff. But that never happened. So I got nervous. Uh, so I moved to one side, uh, uh, a different side of the of the campfire. And next, you know, I hear that same sound behind me. So it's now between me and the the next campground over. And I turn around and look, and I can see if, if someone was walking through there, you would see uh, a shadow. You would see uh, or a silhouette, I guess would be the word of somebody back there. But I didn't see anything. And so uh, again, my buddy looks. Uh, says you know now what and i said well whatever was over there is now over here and they're like well it's a deer i'm like <laughs> that's a pretty brave deer to be walking around a bunch of people not that it's unheard of but i'm just like that's kind of odd so i was like well either way i don't want some deer coming out from behind me with its uh, antlers getting ready to stab me in the back so i switch over to the other side of the of the campfire where my buddy is and um again i hear them i hear the noise behind me i'm like dude, this thing's following me. And he's like, no, it's, it's just circling. It's just digging around and looking for stuff. And I was like, so I moved to another spot when, uh, just slightly over. And again, I hear, I hear that thing behind me. I'm like, this is creeping me out. So I, I go back over, sit next to my buddy again. Uh, you know, the old joke is if, if there's two of us, one of us has got to be the, the, the dead meat. And I'm thinking the, the other guy is uh, going to be a little bit moving, moving a little bit slower than me. So I'm going to have time to get time to us 
escape whatever's coming after us. So, but it's not coming towards us. It's just kind of sort of circling and following me wherever, whichever side of the campfire I was on, it followed around behind me. So uh, I couldn't figure that particular out. But so one time, uh, so again, I hear it and I, and I stand up and I look and I'm like, I'm going to find out what this thing is. If it's a, if it's a, a, a four-legged animal, I'm going to be able to see it through the silhouette and, and that type of stuff. And if it's a squirrel, then I'll hear the movement and I just won't see anything because the squirrel is going to be down on the ground or climbing up a tree or whatnot. So, you know, I'm, I'm resolved to figure what's going on. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, and my, my buddy turns around and he says, yeah, no, it's, it's just um, a couple of people walking around. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking and I said, uh, I said, why, why do they have red flashlights? I don't understand. And he says, well, I don't know. They just have red flashlights. And I'm like, that seems kind of odd. And there's two of them. Uh, and they're, they're relatively high up. So I'm thinking it's like on their foreheads, uh, two red lights, uh, like an, um, I don't know what you would call them. That, like a like, minor, like a minor yeah. red light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you see, like walking around at night, you got those little headlamp type of things. So I'm thinking, uh, that that's what those are. And they're, they're kind of sort of moving, uh, but they're not really, it's, it's, they're moving in sequence or uh, not in sequence together. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe, uh, they're, they're, uh, best I could maybe describe it was a boyfriend and girlfriend who were locking arms side by side, walking through the woods so that one or one or the other doesn't trip or fall. Right. So that's my rationale for two red lights being about, uh, six, six foot high, maybe, well, from again, maybe five feet high, uh, from what I could tell, um, but I just remember thinking it's kind of high for flashlights or headlamps, so they must be tall. Um, and it, they were moving in unison, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And, I'm, and again, I remember asking my buddy, it's like, who brings out uh, red flashlights? You know, what do you what are you not trying to be seen as? I think of like uh, you see military shows where they're in the helicopter and they turn out the lights, but they got the red light going uh, so that they can see that type of stuff. That's the only thing that I could think of. But I was again, but it was it was more of a glowy light than it was a beam. So there was no searching. You know, if you were to see somebody out there, you could see flashlight moving and you could see kind of sort of the beam where where it originated and where it was hitting. Right. So you could you could see that. But I remember distinctly seeing or thinking, why would they bring glowing type lights and not like a flashlight that you can aim and see things and, and stuff like that. So my buddy was just like, I don't know, you know, they're just, it's people are, people are strange. So, but um, anyway, so uh, I saw that. And then uh, finally they, uh, I finally figured out that, or I, I told myself that it must be two people. Uh, and they're obviously, they're doing something in the woods. I'm not sure what it was. It could have been, you know, two lovers in the night, but I was just like, well, they're standing up, but, you know, that type of thing. So it was, uh, you know, I didn't want to bug them. And, I, you know, a lot of people carry guns. And, and if they hear me approaching without a light, you know, are, am I going to get shot? So I, for the most part, leave it alone. And, and I, I go sit down on another spot and I see the, the 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 two red lights eventually leave, but they go off deeper into the woods. Come to find out, apparently there's uh, what do you call eye shine. Uh, and people have reported that uh, uh, both, I think I've heard red, yellow, and green eye shine uh think of like a like a cat at night right if it, mm -hmm. yeah that type of stuff so uh that was probably the the nearest uh that uh that as far as like i could say that i saw something in the woods that type of thing uh and i saw those eye shines so and again you know people in the woods for me it was just like well people in the woods with red lamps for whatever reason <laughs> all right hand me another beer <laughs> right well, well, <laughs> 
Well, and 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 I will tell you, like the those two red lights are. I mean, there's something that's something I've experienced. I've experienced it with other, you know, when I experienced it, there were other people, and I was with a very, ex, ex, um, you know, Amy Boo, who was, uh, uh, you know, a really well-known researcher and investigator of Bigfoot. So she, she was stumped too, you know. It were, but the fact that she saw him while I was seeing them made me feel a little bit better. Right. Not totally better because I'm like you, like, what is there two red lights doing out there? And, you know, the first thing you do is search for a, a rational explanation. Like, uh, I mean, I actually thought that, I mean, if we're in the middle of the night of the woods, that there might be a reflector on a tree. Like, why yeah. is there a reflector on a tree? And why would it be shining, you know, and why would there be two of them side by side on trees? And they would just be glowing red, like really red. Like, but that was how I was trying to rationalize it, you know, which just sounds stupid to yeah. think that that's what it is. So I totally look, I mean, I know you're beating yourself up after all these years, of, you know, but that's what seems to happen. Everybody has an ex has these experiences and they want to, you know, they want to put them in a box that they know. Yeah. And sometimes they don't fit. Yeah. All right. So I've got uh, I got two more and a uh, possible a bonus story for you, too, from where I'm living now. But uh, it's unrelated to Bigfoot as far as I know. But uh, so uh, logging, we're up on, on top of the landing uh, and we're looking out and we could see across the valley. It, it's a good I would say as the crow flies, it's a mile across. Uh, but we can see the the it's already the it's already been harvested. So you got nothing but stumps and debris and, and whatnot over there. And uh, this, my older brother, I remember he was sitting there looking at it. And he's like, you happen to have any binoculars with you? You know, he's asking me. He's the outdoorsman. And he's asking me if I have binoculars. I'm like, no. And uh, he was kind of disappointed. He was like, man, I wish I had my, I wish I would have brought my rifle. Um, so I'm looking out. And I'm like, well, why? And he, he points out across. He says, look about midway up. He said, you'll, you'll give it just a second. You'll see, you'll see it moving. And all of a sudden, I see this brownish black spot just start making leaps and bounds going. It was from, it would be my lower left to my upper, or yeah, my, my lower right to my upper left in, in direction from where I'm looking at it. But it is a massive amount of ground to cover uh, and, and still had more to go. So I would maybe guess 500 yards uh, from where I saw it to the, the, the tree line of where it was headed. But this thing was moving we're talking so fast we're a couple of seconds to cover that that ground uh steep ground uh, nothing but trees and or, uh, stumps and de uh, tree debris and, and whatnot probably loose ground as well but this thing I, again I, I couldn't tell exactly what it was for me it just looked like this kind of this brown blob that you kind of sort of see some movement the way it moved the best i could describe it for you is kind of like an inchworm you know how an inchworm kind of moves. It kind of had that feel yeah, yeah. of you know, like it's it's making, it's bending of of some nature. And so my, uh, I was like, well, what is it? I said, uh, is it a bear? And my my brother's like, I don't think so. It's, if it is, it's a really big one because we can see it from, <laughs> with our naked eye from from so far away. And uh, so we sat there and watched it. I don't know if he, I know I did ask him about that because you know for me again. I'm just looking at a giant bear going across the, uh, trying to climb up the valley, but this thing was moving 
So if it was a, if it was an elk, it, it definitely was not moving. It, I mean, it still could move that particular way uh, from what I've seen them climbing and then the way that they could jump as well going up a hill. Uh, it could have been, a, you know, I don't think it was a deer because it was too dark. But uh, if anything, it might have been maybe a moose, maybe an elk that uh, was really dark. But uh, uh, and again, maybe possibly a really uh, a really large bear. Now, we don't have grizzlies in there, but it wouldn't be unheard of for them to come too far down if the right circumstances happen, right? So coming down from Canada, that type of thing, or, uh, you know, but the, whatever this animal was, it was big and it was moving like nobody's business and nothing was going to stop it. Uh, it, it, uh, I, again, I, it could be anything, but the way that this thing moved and the speed and the agility that this thing could move that fast, most bears that I, that I have seen run are pretty quick off the draw, but they don't sustain a whole, a lot of, uh, you know, they're not long distance runners, you know, they're sprinters, but they aren't, they're, they're not going to go that, that fast for that, that long of a time frame. So whatever that was, again, a weirdness out of the woods. Um, even my brother was like, you know, you know, he, he wanted it because now he's, he's a hunter, right? So now he knows that there's an animal <laughs> he could possibly go uh, harvest, uh, whether it be whichever one it was, you know, or whatever season potentially you might, it might be in. So. So that uh, that was that one, and I will give you a, my my big one for the for the day because it's, this is going to be really weird. So yeah, there's a when you go prep a, a site for for to be harvested or logged, uh, you'll send a cutter uh, out there, maybe a cutter or two depends. But you generally you don't want to send one person out there. You send at least two for for safety's sake, uh, and uh, one person is going to be like the cutter. They're going to be the faller. Uh, and then the other person is going to be just kind of a helper. So we call it a packer. So I'm, I'm packing. Uh, I'm not the cutter because I wasn't experienced. Uh, and again, you know, for me, I'm not a woodsman. Um, but I'm packing his gas for him. I'm packing his lunch for him. I'm packing the axe and I'm packing, uh, you know, extra water, that type of stuff. So I'm just kind of uh, a tag. So you really are. It's not just a clever name. You're really just packing stuff. Yep. You're packing it. <laughs> you're really just packing stuff. Okay. You're, you're, you're the mule, right? So <laughs> that way, all that he has to carry, it, and even then, sometimes when you're walking back out, sometimes you're carrying his chainsaw for him too. So you've got everything, and and he's just pretty much he's the he's the the skilled labor, and you don't want to you want to get him as much as possible cutting as many trees and not wearing him out. So the more of a brunt that you can take for him, the the better. The more trees you can cut in the shorter amount of time, type of thing. So. So yeah, it was a, overall it was a fun job. And there's one particular guy we, we had gone down. We'd cleared a trail on on the way down, and this is one of those, you know, half a mile down, half a mile up type of thing against steep terrain and brush and whatnot. So uh, we we were coming back up for the day, and we had stopped and uh, to take a take a breath, and we're just sitting there. And I, and I remember it didn't dawn on me we'd been there for a minute or two, and then it dawns on me I'm looking at this tree that has hair on it so we're uh, think of like the closest i've ever i've never seen gorilla hair but uh, think of like a really coarse dog long-haired dog right it's it's not fluffy or anything like that but it's just really coarse hair uh but it's literally it's not you can't see the the bark of the tree and it goes all the way from the base of the tree all the way up into the canopy which is about if I remember right, seven, eight feet up in, uh, which would be the ceiling, the, the lowest couple of branches type of thing from where we were at. Uh, so you can't see anything above that because you got it, it's really dense right in there, and you couldn't see anything above that particular, uh, the, 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 I guess it would be the base of the, the, the tree canopy. 
I remember looking at this tree and I'm thinking, I have never seen that before in my life. Uh, a couple of years of being out in the woods all, all this time, never seen that before. And so I'm just kind of eyeballing a little bit. And uh, the cutter, he's uh, he's not paying attention. He's just kind of taking, taking a breath, kind of staring off into space. And I, I got his attention. I said, what? And it's right next to another tree uh, that has nothing on it. And you can see all the bark and you can see all the limbs and you can see all, whatever. Um, and it's maybe the distance between the next tree over was maybe six, 12 inches at 12 inches at most. It was two trees going about the same size. If, visually wise, if you could see it, like most people, I could have, I could have put my arms all the way around it. Uh, I'm not a very big guy, but it's, it's a good couple of feet in circumference. Um, so maybe what, two, three feet wide, uh, type of thing. But it was literally covered with this, this hairy, like, uh, stuff. Um, the closest I can describe it maybe is dog hair, right? Um, I've looked it up before, especially uh, because uh, I've been listening to all these podcasts, and I'm like, well, I remember this one particular instance where that just, you know, I've never seen it before, never seen it again. Um, and I remember pointing out to to the uh, cutter, and I said, what's up with this tree? And uh, he says it's a, it's a fungus, or it's a, uh, I think he said fungus. Yeah, I think he said fungus. And uh, I was just like, well, that's kind of odd because I'm looking around at all the other trees that, you know, again, I couldn't even tell you what type of tree it was. There was because I, I couldn't see the bark and I couldn't see the limbs up, up top because uh, all the other trees that had limbs interacting with with that particular area, I couldn't see anything. So for me, the, uh, you know, it was brown like a cedar uh, uh, tree. If you've ever been up close to a, a cedar tree in, in, in the Oregon coast. But uh, it was just like, again, for me, I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. Um, never seen it before, never seen it since. None of the other trees were affected. Like there wasn't even hints of it growing like a thing with like a vine. The other day, I was, uh, for my particular area where I'm living now, uh, I went around and had to trim off all the vines that were uh, growing up the tree. Uh, there wasn't, you know, some of them were fully covered. Uh, some of them were only half covered, that, that type of stuff. But the vines were definitely going in there. But for this particular instance, there was no hair on any other tree. There was nothing. There wasn't like little spots. There wasn't like little wisps of hair or anything of that nature. And I just remember it standing out really, really well to me. And so, you know, we, we moved on, right? And because ultimately we're going to come back and we're going to cut it down anyway. Uh, and uh, I would just like to see what type of tree it was. Uh, sometimes you can see when you're at the top of the landing, you can look back down to where you were uh, and you can kind of see, you know, if, if there was a a fir tree, a particularly tall pine tree, an alder, anything of that nature, you can you can kind of see where you might have stopped and that type of stuff. And I remember looking back down and, and I didn't see any particular trees that stood out and that would identify where we had stopped because, you know, from, from the ground view, you can't see a whole lot. So uh, to this day, um, I remember uh, we occasionally went, when we would go back down that trail to, to get to the bottom or coming back up, I don't ever remember seeing that tree ever again. Uh, I remember trying to uh, find it on the way back down so that I could ask my other friends what type of moss or, or fungus this particular was so that I could, I could describe it for them better and maybe pull off a section of it. And uh, one of my friends had uh, his dad was a science teacher at the local school, and I thought maybe I could bring it to them and they could identify it. We also had biologists, you know, that we knew uh, that were teachers that we could bring it to and stuff like that. But I, you know, I always thought, well, maybe I, I just missed it on the way down. I couldn't find it, you know, maybe I wasn't paying attention and I missed it on the way down uh, or coming back up, you know, your, 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 your legs are burning, you're sucking wind uh, and 
you know, you get distracted and you missed it again. So, but to this day, uh, even uh, after cutting that, that whole plot of land, I don't ever remember cutting down that tree or having, watching that tree get cut. So I'll leave it to you as to what happened and what that possibly was. But all I know is I, I vividly remember looking for it and never finding it again. So uh, while I, um, <laughs> I've heard, I, uh, oh boy, how close were you to that, tr to that, and I'm using my air quotes, tree. How close were you to, were you to that the first time you saw it? Uh, the first time I saw it, I was about maybe three, four feet away. Uh, and then, of course, I got close enough to it where I, I, if I wanted to touch it, I wasn't gonna because it looked it looked weird. Um, but yeah, I could get uh, I could get my face right up to it if I if uh, I remember looking at it because I remember thinking like, what exactly is it? Is it hair? Is it is it um, uh, like pine pine needles? You know what's going on with this particular stuff? But yeah, I got I got my face right up to it. Yikes! So I mean, <laughs> so you've had time to think about it. Um, I know what you think it was. Do you want to tell everybody, all of our listeners, what you what you think it was? I mean, because I mean, you, I almost drove off the road when you told me. <laughs> so I think it was a Bigfoot. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know the shapes and stuff I get, but how tall this thing was, it went up into the canopy. So, um, you know, I, I couldn't see anything other than basically what I was looking at. So it maybe maybe I'm maybe two legs together and it just I couldn't tell because of how, how, how excuse me how hairy it was, uh, I, you know maybe it was one leg who knows but it was I definitely think it was uh, an animal because again it was never there after that. And so it was it was big enough up into the tree that you could see it's like head and stuff. That's right. what you're saying, right? Right. So, so yeah, if, if, it just if it had limbs or, or any, any frame or anything like that, yeah, I just had basically think of a tree. Uh, like I couldn't see if it had shoulders or anything like that. There was there was too many limbs and, and whatnot up in there. Wow. Now, how does that make you um, uh, like? Like, how does that make you feel? Like after all these years, to think that you were that possibly. I mean, because we—that's this is just what you think, and and what you know, I can only surmise. But what else could it be? Like to be that close, so close yet so far. Yeah, <laughs> you know well, what I'm and for me, part of the the skeptic in me as well. Uh, you know, if you Google hairy trees, right, uh, you're gonna get moss. You're gonna get uh, like Spanish moss. If you get enough Spanish moss on a tree, uh, mm -hmm. it 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 doesn't even come close to what I saw. Uh, like I can't find anything on Google as far as I can know. If your viewers or your listeners want to go Google it and they, they want to find something, I'd be happy to respond back and say, nope, nope. Hey, that's close. But, you know, I'm happy to do that. But I've never I've Googled images for images of hairy trees, uh, fungus on trees, that type of stuff. And I've never seen anything like that out there. So. Now, the the person you were with, have you ever talked to them again about it? Uh, no. Uh, again, you know, a nice guy, but very quiet. And, um, I don't think he, you know, he, he probably wouldn't have remembered anyway. Um, I honestly, I don't even remember the guy's name. I just remember he was super nice, um, good worker, all that fun stuff. But, 
never talked much. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'd have to ask my brother. I think we were working for my brother at the time. Uh, I'd have to ask him some of the people that it, that I had gone packing for. Um, you know, I, I just imagine when you stopped working there, all these guys getting around going, man, you know how close he was to finding our Bigfoot? We got <laughs> running around out here. Like, like, thank God he could have blown, he could have blown the, our cover. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's just crazy. For I mean, you know, and, and so before we, because if you've got a story that's even a bonus after this, that I can't, then I can't wait to hear what the bonus <laughs> is. But uh, like, at what point, so, so did you always, like, once you left Oregon, um, I think you, did you say you left in your 20s, right? And, yeah. or at least stopped working <clears throat> out in the woods in your 20s at some point, right? Yeah, late 20s. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, at what point did you, because um, I know podcasts really have, you know, last eight or nine years or whatever, have really kind of taken off and opened up the ability for people to share their experiences. But I mean, up and, you know, up until that point when you did start listening to podcasts and, and trying to satisfy your interest in that subject, did you do any, you know, did you read books? Did you try to watch shows or did you just not think anything was going on until you stumbled upon a podcast and started yep. hearing about uh, similar inst instances. Yeah. So this is only over the last year that I've, um, taken up podcasts and, and listening to like paranormal, um, weird things in the woods, that type of stuff, which is what attracted me to your guys' stuff. It was, um, from the shadows. Uh, so it's not, you know, specific, but it, uh, it, it piqued my interest. It was just kind of like, cause I can't really pin a lot of this stuff on one particular thing. I mean, for the most part, it, it sounds mostly like Bigfoot type stuff, but no, it's only been in like the last year that, um, that I've kind of been listening and, and recalling a lot of this stuff. And, but no, I, now my family makes fun of me cause now I bought a, uh, 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 an SUV that looks like every other SUV on the road. Uh, and I wanted something to distinguish it from the back because they all, you know, walking down the, the parking lot aisle, parking lot they, they all look the same so I, I went out and I was like well I need something unique and, and identifying on there so I went and got a, a Bigfoot sticker and stuck it on the back so that's about as close <laughs> as I've come <laughs> so. yeah, I love it I love it you know and, and I, I know if, um, since you're a loyal listener you know we got some people where, you know where you're living now that uh, not too far away that uh, have some serious Bigfoot uh, sightings going on so you never know keep your uh, eyes and ears open <coughs> for uh, a big foot in your area yeah oh yeah which uh also um so this uh this little bonus area so i'm uh i'm in atlanta uh the house that we bought when, when we first bought it this would be uh oh good 10 15 years now uh, when we first bought the house i, I live again uh it's not really in the in the woods, but we're kind of out on the outskirts of, um, I don't want to say the suburbs, but like literally, there's woods in my back in my backyard. It's a small forest. It's uh, but there's other houses that kind of wrap around a little bit in there. But um, there's enough woods that if, if an animal wants to, and there are deer that walk through my yard, uh, and they'll come from the other side of the the, the street. So there's and then um, there's some some lakes and stuff like that as well around near me. 
that you could walk if you wanted to uh, maybe cross a couple of roads you could you could get into uh, you do it all uh, stealthily through the woods uh, and not be seen if you wanted to uh, so when we first moved here um, I got the couple of islands uh, in I got about a, a quarter acre or I'm sorry three quarters of an acre and I've got one section that's got uh, what I call a tree island where there's like two trees and then we just kind of mow around it and it's uh, it got some bushes in there and, and that type of stuff so um, we had uh, first couple of maybe two years worth when uh, when I'd mow the lawn I'd go out there and, and we'd have to pick up the the giant sticks and whatnot and there was these two granite chunks of rock probably about seven eight pounds uh, each uh, and they would always end up in the middle of the yard or somewhere outside of where I put them last so I picked them up you know because you don't want to run over with the, with the lawnmower so I put them in the in the little bushy area in in the tree island uh, and then I'd mow the lawn and then uh, sometime you know next Friday you know mow, mow it on Friday I come back and mow it go go through the yard again those rocks were outside of where I put them last and they were back in the yard in some different place. Um, and so I would, and my thought was, well, there's like a, a raccoon or something like that that's flipping these things around looking for grubs or snakes or something of that nature that keeps moving it. So I would put it back in the island, come back next Friday to mow the lawn, and I would find them rocks in my yard again. And so I'm thinking my own kids are messing with me because they know that I'm going to have to move them, them rocks. And I think that they're, they're, they're getting a good old laugh out of me. So I finally, uh, I, I took them down to the lower part of the yard and, and kind of threw them off into slightly part of the woods a little bit. And they moved from there as well. Every time I would go to um, clean up all the debris before I started mowing, they would be back in, in the green grass of my, of my yard uh, until one time. Uh, and this went on, I would say, for two years. And I'm thinking my kids have got the longest running joke ever. Uh, or, and, and even then, you know, the neighbor kids, there's none of, there's no little kids around or there's no, there, there's no high schoolers or anything of that nature in our particular area at the time. So I was just like, you know, what type of animal is seeking out these rocks and moving them back into the yard? Is it trying to build something? What's going on? Um, it was just really super weird until, uh, one day I finally just after what, maybe two years of this. Uh, I finally took one of the rocks and I heaved it so far into the woods uh, that it can't be flipped back into my particular yard. And then one, I, I kind of heaved a little bit, but it, it got all cattywampus, didn't go too far into the yard. Um, but those rocks, never they never came back after that. So uh, apparently, uh, again, Sasquatch has been known to, I want to say communicate, but move, put, put, um, put rocks in places that they shouldn't be as an indicator like hey are, are you smart enough to notice this as well are you another animal that i can that we can um deal with but anyway the, so that's my little even here in the atlanta area just <laughs> weird things were happening until i finally i think it was when i finally chucked it into way off into the woods that you know number one they, they were like okay you know this guy's not playing the game anymore <laughs> so that, that was that was just super weird for me Gary, I hate to say this, but I kind of hope when you go out to mow the next time, that they're sitting out there in the yard. I just gotta, I just gotta be honest. I kind of hope they, I kind of hope they are. <laughs> Holy smokes! Well, I'll tell you what, Gary, I, I am glad that, um, I'm glad that uh, that you uh, were persistent and and got a hold of us because, uh, I mean, this is it. That was a great collection of 
you know, how do you say it? It's like if the judge was here, he might say that's all circumstantial evidence, but mm-hmm. put all together. I mean, that adds up to quite a few uh, experience. You know, I mean, what else could they be? Like we said, you start adding that stuff up together, especially the stuff in the beginning that all happened in the same area. Um, you know, what what else could you be experiencing? And then just to think that you were so close to what may or may not have been um, a, a, a Sasquatch just standing there silent trying to, you know, I mean, that's the worst way to hide, right? And that close our <laughs> eyes and nobody can see us. Like, is that what you think that's what he was doing? Like, he's not going to see me. He's not going to see me. You well, know, that's. Yeah, well, that's, I think also that's part of their stealth as well, is that they can hold themselves so still that you don't notice them and that you'll keep moving on. Um, so. Yeah, because he probably just was cam- pretty much camouflaged in with the rest of the, the nature that was there, even though he was mm-hmm. in between or it was in between trees. Um Wow. Well, I'm glad that, um, you know, hey, number one, I'm glad that you are a, a listener of ours and that you enjoy the program. I'm glad we got to have you on. And I'm hoping that um, the same as uh, you listening to other people tell about their experiences, that maybe somebody will hear you then tell about your experiences and say, hey, I had that happen to me, too. I didn't think anything about it, you know. So yeah. um, I hope that you that you now have your chance to help some other people um, come forward and kind of relate some things that happened to them and maybe find some answers, you know, and, and I'm sure you don't feel like you've really found any answers, but maybe uh, at least, you know, where to look, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, At the very least, you know, and I know it's all circumstantial and and there might be some natural explanations for a lot of uh, what happened, but either way, like how many woodsmen could uh, outdoorsmen could, could say that they've experienced some of that type of stuff as well, as much as they're out in the woods, as, as much as I did not want to be. Uh, and yet I still had those types of experiences. So, but yeah, I would also encourage your, your listeners. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if people think you're crazy or not, because at the end of the day, it, it's just you and, 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 and nobody else. Right. Um, yeah, the, exactly. the, for me, like, you know, I don't care what you think of me. Uh, I've had, I've had too many near death experiences to be concerned about what you think about me. <laughs> so, um, you know, but those are stories for a different day, I guess. <laughs> now, um, before we let you go, I just want to know, I mean, are you, is this something that, that you would like to at some point go out and maybe try to see if you can find some more evidence or maybe have another experience or are you good? Um, I could probably maybe do, uh, an excursion. Um, you know, I don't know. My, my wife laughs at me because for me, an excursion is going to a holiday inn and then going out <laughs> in the woods and then coming back. Um, <laughs> right. a man after my own heart. Yes. A man yeah. after. Which, which drives her crazy because she grew up camping and, and, and the only type of camping I did involved alcohol. So, um, <laughs> You know, so, but yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I, I don't think I see myself investigating, becoming like a full-time investigator or anything of that nature, but, but if somebody's putting something together and, and they want to have some hack job city boy tagging along with them, then, then I, I could probably do that. Yeah. Hey, look, you say hack job, but, uh, I fill out your resume with all your experiences and, uh, suddenly you look like the man for the job instead of a hack job so so well gary hey 
thank you, Gary, for, uh, for coming on and sharing, uh, sharing your experiences with us. And I hope that, uh, like I said, I hope somebody else hears this and feels compelled to, uh, reach out and share some of their experiences. And, um, I, and like, I, I hope that some measure you, you know, you feel good about just telling them, you know, I hope it yeah. feels, it feels kind of good, you know, yeah. despite a lifetime of non-believers in your life, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now, now I'm going to have a whole lot more new ones, especially when I share this after this post. When I share it, then then I'll have a whole bunch of new Facebook friends that'll uh, that I'm sure the 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 memes will fly after this. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Be strong, my friend. Be strong. <laughs> so, all right, Gary, well, I appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, we'll keep in touch. All right, boss. Thank you. All right, bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.